Welcome to the Breaking Bots Podcast. Please put on your safety goggles, tighten your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Here are your hosts, Brian and Cam. Yes. Welcome, right. folks, to Welcome. episode numero dos. That's two for all you non-Spanish-speaking people out there. Yeah, so this week uh, we got a team that unfortunately uh, may not be going to BattleBot Season 4 this week, but an extremely interesting guy. Uh, we we cheered for him last season. I was a big fan of uh, you know, his you bot. You couldn't that, cheer for him enough. Yeah, I was a big Sharkorpian homer. I mean, just... Just the story of him, you know, just the story he tells us about how he made this bot. And, you know, like, obviously when we had our end of the season wrap-up, Ravi gave him a uh, biggest surprise of the season. Yeah. He went 2-1 and one last season, uh, the victory in a um, a three-team match, and also another victory. That, Over Gemini. Yes, that was it. Because we watched all three of them before we had this interview. And great interview here so uh stick with us we're gonna have edward robinson from shark orprian and his new bot excelsior good lord did you have to do that i sorry about that no if you're gonna if you're gonna yell you want a backup don't get closer oh sorry makes it worse excelsior yeah i'm done (laughs) i could do the stan lee there we go i could do the stan lee yeah so So stick with us here. We're going to have uh, Edward Robinson from Shark Orpian. And, yeah, we... and buckle up, because it's, it's quite long, but it's never dull. Yeah, so... and we would have talked to this guy until 4 in the morning if we could have. And we almost did, but our wives came home, <laughs> Yeah. So. so we'll be right back with Edward Robinson. are back and we have a special guest this week uh there's a shark in the water i gotta cue up the jaws music but uh it'll probably be coming back from the break so we're gonna have some interesting stories here uh welcome team captain from shark oprian and uh i believe we have excelsior is his new bot he's working on please welcome edward robinson edward how you doing tonight Fantastic. Thanks for asking. How the hell are you? Oh, we're doing great. Great. I w- finally got to, I mean, it's, I didn't realize how, I mean, some, you know, you, you actually been talking about this for quite a while. Yeah. I, you, I want to make a small correction really quick. Okay. I am the team captain of team blaze team blaze. Okay. Team blaze I, I was going to ask if there was any team name years ago at BattleBot season two at treasure Island was my first event. Wow. Treasure Island, California, right? Because there's one in Florida, too. Oh, California, way, way, way back. 19 years ago when BattleBots was still back on regular television. Right. Yeah, I did not know. I mean, because you look on the the BattleBots webpage, and it says that you've been doing this for 17 years, but it only has history for Sharkoprian. So it was... I was living in Las Vegas for a few years, and I was actually the, producing my own robot combat events there called Robo Joust. Hmm. So when you hear a Robo Joust and Las Vegas Street Fight, that were my events. I kind of stopped fighting and was promoting events for years in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. And the Robo Joust, does that have anything to do? Um, I guess we'll get into this with your history uh, as a, a carnival performer. Uh, you've been in... Um Oh, what the heck are those Renaissance fairs, things like that? So, is that kind of where they drew the inspiration for that name? I am 
my my show on the Renaissance Fair was originally I was called uh, Lord Xavier's Suicide Thrill Show. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great name. I loved it. Then it was Fire and Steel and yada yada. And at one time, people started calling me Lord Blaze. Wow! And it, it just I didn't pick it. Somebody started it. It didn't really stick. But I always liked the name Lord Blaze, Team Blaze. So when I went to the, you know, robots, I said, hey, Team Blaze, cool name, yay! Yeah, it's a cool name. I mean, um, a lot of times with BattleBots, they just say, like, the Sharkoprian team, the Tombstone right. team. So you never get to hear some of these names, but a lot of them are pretty cool. Like, um, you know, Battle Royale, their team name was Poor Life Choices. So we, you know, right. we, have, we have to dig in to get this. So I'm, I guess I'll have to ask, um, so you've been a sword swallower before. I guess my first question is, it's got to be pretty easy to tell a good sw- sword swallower from a bad one, right? Because you're still alive. I'm sure you're still, I call myself a that's a good line, by the way. <laughs> I call myself a successfully retired sword swallower because I'm still alive. <laughs> now, how do you I almost die? How do you realize that you're good at that? I mean, I just I don't know if I could ever go to that first, even like taking the butter knife down, just going, hmm, let's see if I'm good at this or not. Nope. I don't know. I don't know if you're old enough to remember there was a TV show for a while called The Pretender. Okay, I remember the name of it, yeah. The guy kind of went around and he pretended he was a doctor or he pretended he was a construction worker Uh. or he pretended he was an electrician. I don't pretend. I actually learn and do everything I possibly want to. I wanted to learn how to train falcons. I found a guy that was a raptor handler. Six months later, I knew how to catch and train a falcon to get me some food. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sword swallower. I do what falcon? I want to do. I see something that I want to do and I just, I go do it. Okay. So what's the crate? What would you say is the craziest thing that you've come up with that you've uh, learned to do? But <laughs> that may, may or, I mean, may or may not involve swallowing swords. A hula hoop, a big hula hoop with blades sticking inwards, you know, like cartoon blades in with fire. And I leaped through it and did a somersault in the air. I was a freaking idiot. <laughs> I leaped to a flaming hoop of sharp knives and daggers and swords. Wow. And I just <laughs> it in the air. And I did this for, you know, people's entertainment pleasure. So I guess doing battle bots is kind of like a safe career choice after all that, <laughs> right? Being a clown is a safer career, and I almost got killed three times doing that. So you, were you a rodeo clown? No, I was a circus clown. I was actually the producing clown on the Great American Circus. Oh, wow. I have a big name in clown circles. I'm, I've been a circus clown since I was a young kid. I ran away with the circus to be a clown, literally. This guy's. I'm, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just. I'm speechless. I could listen to this all day. Like I told him that you were going to be a great interview. I mean, I even. <laughs> I think even before I knew one thing about you, I said. One of the things I've said on my podcast a few times is I think this guy is the guy I'd most like to have a beer with on this show. Yeah, yeah. I go for rum and coke. If you go for beer, it's got to be Killian's Red. I like the bash on. There you go. I'm, I'm a rum and coke guy myself. So, I'm a rum and coke guy. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And um, now we had at the end of last season we had um Ravi from uh, Red Devil and Earl from um, Bale Spear on, and we did kind of an interview. Love both of those guys. Both of those people are awesome people. Yeah, we're, we really like those guys. We've had them on before. And, and they have... really didn't like Cam's alternate names for their bots. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we went for um, – we had we were doing end-of-the-year categories, and we did most um, biggest surprise, and we had a couple of huges. And uh, Ravi there, 
Uh, he said, no, he's not going to go with Huge. He went with uh, Shark Caprian. He just said, you know, he's like, this guy made this bot out of, you know, like propane tanks and whatever else he had laying around the shop and went out and won. How much that, co- that robot cost to build? That actual green money? How much was that? About $2,300. Good Lord. I mean, you see some of these. I mean, you look at um, like Bite Force and you can't imagine how much these things cost. And then. Your nope. bot comes out and it's fun, and then I hear that about it too. And I mean, you you said that after the Warhead fight, you're like, I built this thing out of you know like spare parts and anything. Twenty three hundred, that's amazing. I don't think I could and, even. And, you know, the most of the money is spent on the really good speed control, brand new batteries, everything else is recycled junk. It's wheelchair motors, propane tanks, wheelbarrow tires. There's nothing really new except for the electronics. And I think you arguably got screwed. I, I'm going to make the case that you guys went three and zero. I don't. I don't believe. No, no, no. Warhead did beat me. No, no. I, oh, I thank you I much. For, no, Warhead did beat me. He owned me. He was faster. He controlled me. He kicked my ass. All hail Warhead! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you did you get a trophy from any of these teams? That even uh, Warhead or um, uh, what was the? Uh, uh, did you get Kraken's teeth are, or anything? The Warhead guys are the most awesome guys. I'll try to send you a picture. They came over and actually did kind of little queer. Uh, an impromptu presentation with a set of the teeth. Nice. Oh, wow. The whole set. They had signed them. They had drawn pictures on them. It, it made me cry. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they gave me. I, I fucked their robot up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked their robot up. Good. They were pissed. They did not expect it. They did not know Sharko had that much of a bite. I fucked them up good. I caused them thousands of dollars in damage. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the, the blade on your thing was no, I mean, it was no joke. I I honestly, I saw the first fight when I finally found it, and um, I thought maybe that this was not like a gimmick bot, but maybe like an art bot, like, hey, look at this cool thing I built. It is an art bot. It is an art bot, without a doubt. But, I mean, obviously you kind of, I mean, you know, you've got the wow factor there because you're you're drawn to it. You're like, hey, there's this big shark, but can actually hit too, so... I mean, I was kind of surprised, but is that, um, I take it you would never just build a bot that's just there for destroying things and the looks are just out the window. You're going to uh, go for something cool, right? I, because I am who I am and I live my life the way I do, I don't do normal. I can't, I can't, it's just not within me. If, if everybody else is building bite forces, I will not build a bite force. I, I don't care. I just not... I build teardrop trailers that look like Woody station wagons mm-hmm. because nobody else is building them. Yeah, that would be it. I, I build even... drums out of propane tanks because nobody else is building I mean, I build stuff because it makes me happy. I want to build robots that look like kaiju monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I want that? them to be alive. When two, yeah, and I don't want them to cost more than 5000 bucks. They ah. should be cheap. Everybody should be able to build them. They should not have gigantic weapons that kill everything. They should just be able to, you know, hurt each other, of yeah. course. Now, I'm but looking... you want to go home with your robot and, you know, some semblance of a piece. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I look at Excelsior, though. $1,000 on a robot, and you go to BattleBot, you have one fight with Tombstone, and <laughs> guess what? Yeah. You're out 20000 bucks. So, yeah, because <laughs> that thing's coming back in bags instead of boxes. But I, you know, I look robot, at it. Sharko, the first one that went to London at Robot Wars, mm-hmm. I was there for two weeks. It was a $2,000 robot. And barely, not barely that. I was there for two weeks. I won several fights. I had a blast. When I took him out of the crate, when I got home and drove him into the shop. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah, because, I mean, Sharko's like six feet long, so you probably could just ride that thing like it's a fair it's ride. It's huge. Air is the best defense if they can't get to the good stuff. They have to hit me four or five times in the same exact place to get through all that air to get to the good stuff down inside. Yeah, I didn't see it take a huge beating in any of the fights. Now, I got to ask, though, the inspiration for Sharko, did that involve like a late-night Jaws marathon, some whiskey and a couple <laughs> joints? Or uh, The original Sharko was actually called Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> oh, why it did you change the name? Season 2. Oh, okay. I think that was 2001 or 2002. And they were looking for robots that could do more of the obstacle course, not as much fighting, more getting over sand pits and bricks. So that's how he has those big, gigantic tires and a lot of ground clearance. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Always intended to be more of a dune buggy than a combat robot. God, yeah. I mean, because it is is, um, as mobile as it is, yeah, like you said, a combat bot. Because, I mean, it does get around. I kind of thought when I saw it in there, like, I'm just like, okay, it's just excuse me, this big, gigantic shark, I assumed it was going to move. Not, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be... I, a, and, yeah, the thing is incredibly mobile, too. I mean, it surprised me. I thought I was... Have you seen the YouTube videos on my channel? What's that? Have you seen the YouTube videos on my channel, Monkey Boy, M-N-K-E-E-B-O-Y? Well, I'm going to now, but I haven't. You, uh, you, you can see videos of me running around the lawn, an actual overgrown lawn with the shark. Just having a hell of a good time. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I oh. made a fake uh, double Jeopardy robot out of plywood and styrofoam and took two days to make it, painted it up, made it look really cool, and then I destroyed it in 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be nice to have that kind of talent to build these things, though, so you don't mind. I mean, luckily, if you're if you're not putting that much cost in it, like you said, there's not really that much of a fear of, uh, you know, oh, this is yeah, going to break. Make it cheap to build, so who cares if it gets destroyed? Yeah, exactly. Now, I had to ask it now. The first time you were, you know, an alternate, I guess you could say, last season. So, was it cool yeah. to get in the ring for the first time? I mean, I know you'd been on the show before, but I guess you hadn't been since they had uh, been back on TV. So, was it a cool feeling getting back in that ring? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. The last time I was in the arena, I made it to the televised rounds with a PT Bruiser. Okay. One of my heavyweights way, way back when. And I lost my first fight in the heavyweight rounds, in the televised rounds. I had won, you know, like four to get there and lost the first one anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't the same because that was a different set. It was a different feel. Everything was different in those days. You know, it was it was just different. The, the feel this year was, was really more family-oriented. It was more show. It was more everybody just hanging out. It wasn't so much as – because before it was everybody came. Anybody yeah. that had the money for admission could get in. Okay, yeah. There were hundreds of people in the pit, hundreds of robots. Oh, so yeah, that, this that's time there crazy. were 30 or 40, you know. Yeah, I think there was, well, like 54 total, but I can't imagine they were all back there at one time. Now, you know, it's a whole different story from having 800 people and 300 robots. You only got 50 this time. Yeah, and I guess the, another good thing, too, I mean, with the way they did it this past year, uh, you were, even with you, you were pretty sure you'd probably get, I mean, I guess what, you were probably guaranteed at least one fight and hoping you're to get more? One fight is an alternate, yeah. And basically, he said, you win your first fight, I'll give you another. Keep it interesting, you'll keep getting fights. 
but you're basically not going to get a shot at the nut. Okay, because that was actually another question I was going to ask. Is I was, I kind of ran my mouth during the last chance rumble. I'm like, why is Sharko not in this? They deserve to be in this. But I was never officially in the competition. I was always just an alternate. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly thought you'd done. I mean, we had an zero and four team in there, but I thought you'd done more than enough to be in that tournament. So I was, uh, and I did not know that. And that's one of the things that I learned talking to these teams because I was kind of crying foul, like, "Where's Sharko? This is a yeah, this is an well, outrage." I did do enough to get BattleBots impressed enough to invite me this season, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, the clusterfuck that was scheduling made me say no to BattleBots, and I, I once again cried. I'm a big pussy. I'm sorry. But I had to tell Craig Munson no. I cried. Uh-huh. I, I could never imagine myself saying, no, I can't come to BattleBots. Oh, man. Those words were hard for me to say. But then King of Bots changed its scheduling again, but it's too late. Uh, so- BattleBots has already locked up all their competitors, Sharko is not in for season four. I said no. It's my fault. Well, that's a bummer. I mean, we, uh, yeah. yeah, I was kind of hoping to see what you could build on this season, but I mean, we will get to see you in China at least. So I'm going to have to watch. Excelsior uh, was rocking, man. Excelsior is going to be such an amazing robot. He's almost done. Like next weekend, I should be driving him fully operational. All right. Yeah. Cause I was going to say Excelsior doesn't look like a cheap bot you know you say you build these inexpensively but this one looks like one of these bots that teams spend tens of thousands of dollars on excelsior is at the current moment he's about a fifteen thousand dollar build right now so what's the primary weapon on excelsior i mean i've seen like little uh, bits and pieces but i haven't really seen uh you know weapon up high pressure air flipper okay the the flipper arm goes all the way from way back by the tail it, the, the flipper arm is configured a lot like Bronco. Okay. You see huh. how their flipper arm is one long arm that it angles down in the front, and the CO2 ram is right under that angle? Yes, I know it's what you're talking That's exactly how Excelsior is designed. There's oh. a long flipping arm. It angles down to the front jaw, and the, or the ram goes right up in that angle. We're shooting enough pressure right now. We should throw a 250-pound bot five foot in the air easily. Okay. Yeah. So that should be interesting. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, they talk a lot last season about, uh, during the matches, they would talk about, you know, well, Bronco has about X number of flips left. How many flips do you think you would have in the course of a three-minute match? This is a huge consideration, you know, because if you don't have any flips and you're designed to be a flipper, you're, you're basically done. Mm-hmm. So you have to consider how much pressure goes in the upstroke and how much pressure goes in the downstroke. You can change these by putting different valves and regulators in the system. My upstroke is a full 250 PSI, two buffer tanks, big ginormous one-inch valves, two of them just blasting air up. But the down is this one little dinky three-quarter-inch valve. The PSI is regulated down to about 125 Okay. And it doesn't really use any pressure. It kind of just opens the valve, and the weight brings the arm back down. Okay. So I don't have to use CO2 to bring my arm back down and reset it. Right. Well, we're, wa- we're watching the uh, first drive of Excelsior right now, and I got to say, props to the very first shot in the video is you riding around on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it, if you can't push around a 200 pound guy, then you can't push around a 200 pound robot. Fair enough. Uh, now, yeah, is there, um, with, with the flipper bots, is there ever self writing or do you just kind of use the flipper to write yourself? He is invertible. That's one of the reasons I love those big, ginormous wheels. You can turn him over, he'll run just fine. However, we plan on him because, like I didn't finish the other one, he should have about 45 shots. Oh, wow. Okay. Should, yeah, should have a good 45 shots in one charge. And one shot should flip him back. We don't know until we hit the button. Gotcha. We have no idea what's going to happen when we release that ram the first time at full pressure. He could go flying into orbit. We, yeah. we have no clue. That's and so whatever happens, happens. If he is invertible, it would be cool if he could hit the CO2 and flip back over. He's going to fly. I know that much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, that, that is true. I mean, even um, even when Bronco and teams like that, uh, you know, flip over, it's, it is kind of a crapshoot. You know, it's like, hey, maybe this works perfectly. Maybe it just kind of flies us up in the air, puts us on the yeah. grinders. Exactly. When you're dealing with pressure at that level, you're talking about throwing 250 pounds five foot in the air. You've got no clue where it's going to land. No. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's going to go. That, that's but something I lo- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the way he's built, he can run upside down just as easily as right side up. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, so it just runs around. He becomes a pushy bot, a control bot, like, you know, an inverted wedge. And if I just run over the other guy, that just might flip me right back over. That's true. Because he's got those ginormous tires and, you know, these things I practice John has a robot. I have a couple more, and we do other driver practice. Okay, if which you is have to practice against an opponent. If you don't practice against an opponent, you're wasting your time. That makes sense. I mean, I know a lot of these teams that come out. It looks like you know they have a lovely bot sometimes, but it seems like yeah, the combat experience or the lack thereof can kind of do them in because. Everybody seems to know what they're doing when things are going right, but when the chips are down a little bit, that's when you see these good teams kind of gut out some of these wins. Both of my last two fights, you'll see I lost one of my drive motors. Hmm. Okay. Halfway through the forehead fight, I lost a drive motor. Just over the halfway point with the Gemini fight, I lost my drive motor, one side. You can actually see where the bot stops, and I twizzle it a little bit, and it's just kind of spinning. The motor was working, but the hub wasn't connected anymore. Hmm. So the chain was just kind of spinning on the wheel. The wheel wasn't making the robot move. Ah. Okay. Yeah. And so it was kind of there, but it wasn't. I fought a minute and a half to two minutes of that fight consciously with one side drive. Wow. And that's not bad because you can't really, uh, I mean, just to the naked eye, just watching it quick, I, it's nothing I would, I didn't yep. notice, so. So, that fight won me my my spot at King of Bots. Karma saw us before that fight, and he said, "Whoever wins this fight wins a spot at King of Bots." And I, by God, won that fight. <laughs> nice. And he, God gave me that spot. So, since you were an alternate, what was? Did you even know, like, from day to day, whether you were going to be fighting or not, or did you nope, have like absolutely a... not? Okay. Nope. So we were just the happy guys. We had a sign on the robot. We'll take all fights. We were always there. We were always available. We were always ready to fight. So after after a fight when you were kind of banged up, did you know how much turnaround time you were going to have, or did you just know, like, I better get this it, fixed and running by tomorrow just in case? I never went to bed without a running robot. Oh, wow. So you were just you know, stay up all night until that thing was running again? It, it's a simple robot. It's a couple of wheelchair motors and a drive chain and a wheelbarrow tire. It's mm-hmm. dead that simple. I mean, if you blow a tire, you need to put another wheelbarrow tire on it. Yeah. It, it takes five minutes. 
so where'd you get all this stuff from? And I know like it was kind of endearing to me because like my dad for a living, they called him the scrap man of Tampa because he, you know, just like went around and got like a lot of, you know, and for oh, yeah, businesses they ran. Boys, huh? What's that? Florida boys, huh? Yeah. 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 We're, we're in Tampa. In Lakeland. What's that? Lakeland, Florida is my hometown. Really? Oh. I'm a Lakeland boy through and through. Went to Lakeland High School, Kathleen High School, Lake Gibson. I was, I'm a Lakeland boy. Oh, wow. That's what Ray Lewis sure, Did you want, yeah. uh, have you been to any of the, uh, or the Renaissance Fair here in Tampa? I started my Renaissance Fair career going to the one down there, uh, with, I think it was Sarasota. Oh, okay. I know that one. Yeah, that was, God, many years ago. I, I started, I used to do a circuit. I'd start in Florida and spend eight months cruising up to Pennsylvania. Oh, doing wow. fair after fair after fair after fair. And after eight months, I just take a nice slow holiday drive down to Florida in time for January to start the next season. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like... I did that for 28 years, man. What a great life. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know you were a Lakeland guy. Yeah, Lakeland, Florida. That's my hometown, man. I was raised there. My parents are down there. My sister, my family's still down there. Yeah. We still go over there for barbecue from time to time. <laughs> oh man, Jimbo's Jimbo's yeah. barbecue. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, when is the China event? Like, how how, uh, how long until that's coming up? I, you know, they keep changing the date, and the last time I was asked not to say anything about when the new date was. Oh, okay, no problem. But this, 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 I mean, that was the time before. Oh, this okay. time, when they changed the date again, they did not say. You can't tell anyone. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you been so to this? Hey, it's middle of May now. They just basically moved it back a month. Hmm. So yeah, you probably could have done battle. But have you been to the China Absolutely. event before, or is this your first time? Of King of Bots? Uh yeah. Yeah, this is my first time again, and this will be the, my first time joining the Three Continent Club too. This puts me in the Three Continent Fighting Club. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've been to Europe, too, so interesting. Yep, I've been paid to fight robots on three continents now. So, yeah, we got to get BattleBots Africa going, make it, get a foursome there. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the Brazil boys can have a tournament down there. Wouldn't that be fun? I just turned down India. I, I didn't have time to build a bomb, but I just turned down a cha- uh, an invitation to go to India and fight. Well, so that would have been fun. Yeah, I, I mean, i got to imagine, like... Um, how do you ship the bot over there? Does it come with you, or does that fly separately with like cargo somewhere? I ship it separately. Yeah, you put it in a big old shipping crate. And that's funny too, because the shipping crate that I am using, true to par, is a recycled shipping crate that Megabyte used last year. <laughs> nice. I am using their old crate because, my God, I'll recycle anything I possibly can. Yeah, I mean, it still works. I, I don't exactly. see the need to buy it. It's already got all the bug spray. It's got the certifications. It's ready to go. They nicely offered it. You're damn right I'm taking that free shipping crate. Hell yeah. I don't see why you would buy new on that. So, yeah, yep. I'm I'm cool. Yeah, I really do like, I mean, I, I like the whole design of yours. And I, yeah, I definitely like the whole recyclable parts thing. Um, so I, I had seen that you were selling Charco, though. Have you uh, have you sold that off already or is it still oh, I out? still have Charco. He's up for sale. And like I say, he, he cost about twenty three, twenty five hundred bucks to build. So right now I'd sell them for, if somebody came out for 4000 bucks. they'd own them. I, I, I mean, I tell you, if I had it laying around, I think that thing I know, would be. I know, it's ridiculously cheap. Ridiculously yeah. I'd but ride he's a ready to fight heavyweight robot, ready to go, can pass inspection and fight right now. Nice. 
Have you? Uh, did you take them to any of the uh, smaller competitions around, like uh, you know, Maker Fairs and Bot Bash? Or oh, I don't know how familiar you are with my recent history. Um, I a few years ago, right after the accident, I was in the hospital for about a year because of the sword swallowing injury. Yeah. Okay. That kind of wiped out my savings. Gone. Gotcha. Nope, it didn't cover it. Nothing covered it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway. You mean course. insurance <laughs> wouldn't cover a sword swallowing injury? How dare that? You know, go figure. And it was on the job. I mean, come on. OJ. You didn't get workman's comp for that? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. 401k for fire eaters. They just don't go for it. Ah. <laughs> I packed all my stuff up. I built a little teardrop trailer and a nice little car. And I went on the road. I was going to do some nonprofit work. I went to Colorado. And while I was there, some asshole stole everything I owned. Oh, good Lord. They stole my RV. I had my clothes and my car at the restaurant where I was working. Some clothes. I had taken a few things. But basically, everything I owned was out of the trailer. They stole the trailer. I lost everything I owned. Then I found out the place I was at was a coke smuggling operation. <laughs> and the plot yeah, thickens. Yeah, <laughs> okay, exactly. Uh, it's a coke smuggling operation. I now have lost everything I own. I'm stuck with this little car. I meet up with these girls. They're from Chicago. Uh, I, I'm a softie. I wanted to help them get out of Chicago. They were in a bad way, yada, yada, yada. I sold my car. I sold my Harley Davidson. I bought a van. And with actually with Fuzzy's help, you know Fuzzy? Uh, no, who's that? Michael Baldwin, the guy that invented Lycos. Oh, Ice, okay. You know, yeah, I've you know, heard Fuzzy, of him now. Iceberg and Frostbite. Oh, oh now you know, I... oh, orange robot with the toad stickers. Okay, yeah, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he helped me out. We, I got back to California, but basically, when I got here, I'm living at my teammate John's house. Okay, I have no job. No money, no income, no savings, no 401k, no nothing, nothing, nothing. I just bought a motorcycle to get around with. Gotcha. I, I moved up from a 49cc scooter. I'm slowly putting <laughs> my life back together from having everything I own stolen. So the end of the story is no, I don't go to other events because I simply, by God, don't have a way to get there and I don't have any money to go there. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I can't. I would go to every event in the world if I could get there. Yeah, well, we did. Um, we went to the Maker Fair in Orlando. I mean, it was just the Florida teams there, but it was really, you know, it was a good chance to get to meet some of the teams because we'd never seen any of the bots up close. And I think as a as a fan watching on TV, I mean, you just don't understand the scope of these things, like how big oh. they are. I mean, even Sharko up on the wall and let everybody take pictures with him because he was over six foot long, and people actually got to see. Wow, these things are big. So I bet you even had these other teams impressed with that, taking pictures of it, right? Yep, yep. We hung them up on the wall like the scene in Jaws. <laughs> down by the tail. We, we had no fight scheduled that day, and I said, hey, let's have some fun. And we found a joist, and we hung them up by a rope and went around and told everybody to go take pictures with the shark. And everybody had a blast taking pictures with the shark. Awesome. Nice. I even heard uh, Greg Munson that uh, runs BattleBots got a picture with it, too. Absolutely. Uh, Greg and Trey, uh, those guys are awesome. I've known them since a long time. Uh, yeah, they got pictures. Yep. Greg so, was in the box. Oh, yeah? You know the box, the cardboard box race car that everybody's been, you know, pictures of everybody? That's ours. I heard about that, that, uh, you know, you... You build this huge bot, and then everybody's impressed with the box. It kind of sounds like a cat. <laughs> it was just one of those, you know, when you buy a kid this $5,000 present, 
and they play with the fucking box. Yeah. <laughs> so he made that to make a little joke video about he bought the kid a fancy present and the kid climbed in the box and drove it away. Wow. <laughs> it was a cute, it was a funny little bit, but that man spent thousands of dollars, hours and hours and hours to build this thing just for that one little 30 second bit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody paid him. He didn't make any money. He just did it for the fun of it. And now we have so much fun with that. That's why we get along so well. He's like me. We do things just so people can have fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you get in, if you get into uh, fighting robotics for anything other than fun, I think you're doing it for the wrong reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's fun to win, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I'd, I'd rather have a good fight like the one with Warhead. I lost that fight. But I got to fight my 200-pound robotic shark with a freaking laser on his head against a stainless steel fire-breathing dinosaur. Yeah, I remember we were doing uh, recaps of that week, and we were talking about, okay, well, this fight was good, and this fight was good. And I said, hey, a giant robot shark just fought a giant robot dinosaur. What was not to love I, about that? You know? Yeah, how could you not? I got to do that in my lifetime. I got to do that for real in my hands, and I can always say that. And I want to put that on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that. how cool. I got to fight my robotic shark with a goddamn laser on his freaking head against a 250-pound stainless steel fire-breathing dinosaur. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I would have paid even seen, uh, you know, versus Kraken, too. I'm just like, here's these two mythical beasts in here and Deviled Egg. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like... I mean, I just watched it again, and I had fun. I had fun watching all your fights. So, I mean, my idea for robot combat is actually more—it's not really the sportsman class. It's a themed arena that looks kind of like a jungle, mm -hmm. a little bit of terrain, you know, some stuff going on, and some hidey holes, tunnels, maybe even, and robots that literally look like monsters Heck yeah. that have to fight in the jungle. I got to imagine that would be fantastic in person. You know, it's one of those things where it would sell really easily, but because there's no dangerous weapons like we have now, the arena becomes a lot cheaper. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean yeah. God, we saw the wear and tear just in Orlando that you know the bots yeah, were having on that arena. The arenas, and uh, that's the biggest heart right now. Is that arena has to be right? You can't mess around with that arena. No, I you mean, cannot take a chance on hurting the audience at all. Oh yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I'm, and I mean, I mean, good lord! Like we saw, like the tombstone fight where that giant fist flew and stuck in the metal pole. No, no, that was a PVC pole. Oh, it was okay. Well, that, that makes was a just a PVC conduit that just had electrical lines going through it. Well, that makes a little more sense then, because I thought that was like they kind of alluded that that was like solid metal that that thing was going through. Maybe they were talking more yeah, about the fist. Well, uh, you know, I, I allude to a lot of things in my life that aren't true. <laughs> <laughs> so now Donald Trump alludes to being an intelligent human being, and we all know that's. Important. <laughs> so with the recording, um, I, I, we've asked a couple of teams this: is what we see on TV as far as the fights is that pretty much what happened? I mean, or is there a little more? I, I think as far as like the shots of the uh, competitors, is is there, are things played up a little bit for drama for television? In battle what you see is pretty much what happened. They do edit things back and forth to give you a better idea of some things you might have missed. Okay. So you can't count on the timing in BattleBots as, you know, from beginning to end of watching this fight, I'm going to be watching three minutes. You might be watching six minutes. Okay. 
you know, they might double things over, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you still, they do it to show you what you might have missed. In Robot Wars, it was a little bit different. I'm not sure what the hell their editor was smoking. Mm-hmm. He, he was like, I don't know why, they were just weird. I was fighting Propellerhead for two minutes, and Propellerhead and I were going at each other. I'd hit him. He'd send pieces of the shark flying. It was beautiful. I'd come back in. He'd send pieces of the shark flying. It was beautiful. And you never saw a goddamn bit of it. Oh, wow. Really? Never saw one second. They were shooting the chicken get burnt by Sergeant Bash. Okay, guys, I know we've watched – I've watched some Robot Wars on TV, and I think that's – maybe it's just the British thing, but it seems a little more uh, – Less violent, if you will. I don't know how it to describe it. It is a British it. thing. They're a less violent society. Okay. They would it, rather you throw the other robot out of the arena than completely destroy it. Yeah, maybe it was the announcers, too, because it felt more like a chess match than two like giant yep. robots bashing the crap out of each other, if you will. Yep. I guess Chris yeah, Rosen... I don't know if you see any of the original Robot Wars. They had a whole gauntlet obstacle course. You had to pass a lot of tests just to be able to get in the arena and fight. It was a lot like a Robotica. Huh. Interesting. A lot of people never seen that. Yeah, they never seen the original Robot Wars. There was a lot of gauntlet stuff. So, but that kind of appealed to your nature then. I, I like the gauntlet stuff. It's fun in person. It doesn't sell on TV. Yeah, I could see that. I know. Yeah, I, I know well, a lot I of times. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I watched this past season of Robot Wars that was on TV, and it's like I always got kind of bummed when somebody opened the pit and just pushed somebody in. Yeah, yeah, it's a different... It's, it's a little anticlimactic. If you're going to sell it on TV, you, the robots need to be 10 foot tall. True, very true. They, just, they have to be 10 foot tall. That's how you're going to sell it on TV. And you can't have the people standing next to the arena. They got to be in a box and do it all by remote control and televisors. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's... I mean, we've... Like I said, uh, Maker Fair back in November was the first time we'd seen it up close. And it, I mean, right. it's outstanding up close too, and there's a different element to it that you don't see on television. But I understand. Yeah. I see how it has to be kind of made for television. Now, it has to be made for television, it really, if you're going to sell it on TV, you got to make it for TV. So now I'm curious. Let's say, um, let's say Elon Musk bought into your team and says money is no object on the next bot you build. What do you think you would build in that instance? I would build two Megazoids. But one, you know, if my idea of the perfect robot, it fits in a shipping container. Okay. Basically half a shipping container, actually, because you want a little bit for your shop and you want the front half for the remote control headquarters with all your computer screens and your controls and electronics. Okay. You can deploy, you open the doors, the robot gets deployed out the back. You sit in your little front, so safe, cozy cockpit with TV screens showing you what the robot's doing. And you get to go out in the field and beat the living fuck out of another ten foot tall robot. <laughs> that would be that's pretty... when you feel like you're in the machine. You, you put the haptic response in the seat. Okay. So when the other robot hits yours, the sensor makes your seat go. Bah! So there'd be kind of like an avatar vibe to it, if you will. Exactly. And you never admit the people are not in the robots, but you never say the people are in the robots. What kind of? I mean. Part of me has been thinking that, like, the evolution of this sport, do you think that maybe in, like, 10, 15 years we're going to get towards that, where it's just the, the bot is kind of an avatar of the uh, person it controlling it? It has to it? be for safety reasons, because of insurance and safety reasons. You can't put a person in a mecca and go out there for fun and fight. No insurance company ever, anywhere, is going to allow that to happen. No. 
I, I want to say I, I saw something. They tried that, and it was like a weird Russian YouTube channel that I saw it on, but there wasn't really much violence to it. If, if you're gonna do something like this, you need somebody. Yeah, I hate to say it, like me, who's yeah. been in entertainment his entire life. Okay. I ran away with the circus before I could drive. <laughs> I was producing clown for one of the largest circuses in the country. I know what people want to be entertained, and they don't want to see sixty-pound robots running around in a box. Nice. They want giant, ten-foot-tall mechazords. Punching the living fuck out of each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the things on Pacific Rim, basically. For. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's got to look cool with spikes and machine gun looking things and all kinds of. And you can't put a person in there. No, I mean, do you think? I mean, I know. I've heard that BattleBots this year may be opening up to uh, you know like some of the middleweights. Do you think that that's going to actually be on TV or just something that they film there and have the tournament up? Because does I should s- hear that. I would personally doubt my source if i did hear that unless that source was extremely trusted okay hmm yeah because i know like you know the, the smaller bots are it's a great way for people to get started on this you know somebody that maybe only has a couple hundred bucks but really wants to build a bot but i mean even when we went uh they had the little arena for the you know like the two pound and three pound bots it's fun but it's like you said it's not sexy like the, the heavyweights no, not- are with 3D printing, anybody can build an ant weight, and it's a great way to get into robotics, and it's fun. Yeah. And ant arenas are great, and they, you know, they get people into it, but you're not going to sell an ant weight competition to television. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, we even watched, um, I think it was like, what were those ones on the, there was that one that they did at Christmas time, were they about like 20 pound bots maybe? And yeah, I mean, oh, it's, I'm not, I don't even remember. It's, it's fun, uh, but it's not quite the same. I mean, I have to, I mean, you know, like I said, we're we're the TV watcher guys, so that's kind of what we base it on. But yeah, I mean, I can I can see that. Now I gotta ask, um, if you had your choice of walkout music when you came into the ring, what do you think you would pick? That's a pretty damn good question. <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I see you, and I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, would he come out to Jaws? Has he got something else he wants to come out to? Desperado. Okay, by the Eagles. Yeah, I could see. That song fucking rocks, man. Yeah, <laughs> that is my favorite Eagles song for sure. That or calling occupants of interplanetary craft—that would be apropos for me. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, I guess, unfortunately, you might be out for season four. Do you think we're going to see you again, though? In a year, maybe in a year or so, in this, if they hopefully one of these days they actually figure out. I'd love for them to just sign more than a one-year contract so that you guys know for sure, hey, this is happening. Go ahead and build. Go ahead and tell your sponsors that this is happening so that they can fund you. Do you think you'll be well, back? you're dealing with a television production company. Yeah, that's and true. When you're dealing with TV, number one, you're not just dealing with the company. First off, you deal with television network executives. True. You have to sell the show, get all that done, get all that budgeting, everything. All that has to be lined up in a pretty little row. And then you bring in the production company, which opens up a whole other kettle of words as to what production company you're going to work with. There's a whole lot involved in making a television show. A whole lot. Yeah. To get a year-to-year contract, you're lucky if you get a season at a time. Okay. That's always how television works. Usually 10, 12 episodes. That's what you get at one time. That's television. Gotcha. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if, if, it, if we were just talking about, like, 
you know, Greg and Trey and BattleBots, and maybe they could. But when you, uh, yeah, you're dealing with a television company. I mean, they want results. So I mean, unless they want, yeah, they want what they want, they're going to get what they get. They're all union. They all get union wages. I guarantee you, the man holding the boom mic made more than every builder there. <laughs> wow, I could see that. It's true. I guarantee it. I know it for a fact. I've been in the business most of my life. So That's just the way it goes dealing with television. So you don't seem to like seem like the type that lets dust settle underneath you. Are you going to be able to? Are you going to continue to do BattleBots or uh, robot combat? Not necessarily BattleBots. Right. Are you life gonna- changes. I, I love the challenge of life. I think life is meant to be lived with experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will. I will not slave my life away making somebody else rich. I, I slave my life away to make myself happy. As long as combat robot. And today I was working on you know, Excelsior. Yeah. And I was deciding on the new color pattern for the fins and I was high on spray paint and just swooping these little graffiti stripes. And I stood back and I looked at it and I smiled from ear to ear and I went, fuck, I love my life. (laughs) I mean, I guess Excelsior looks awesome. These guys, their faith in me, karma and Melissa, King of bots and my teammate, John, their faith in me lets me do things like Excelsior. Yeah. Without that, I would you know, without combat robots, I wouldn't be as happy as I am right now. So I'll keep doing it as long as it keeps making me happy. Awesome. Now, your teammates are they a little more grounded? Do they let you be the dreamer, or is everybody kind of as wild as you with a design? And uh, uh, John and I met back at King at back at BattleBots, you know, nine, you know, 2000, 2001, somewhere that we've been friends for eighteen years, teammates the whole time. He is an engineer with a little bit of the artistic bent. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist with a little bit of the engineer, Ben. You know, I got a couple of EE degrees. I've worked in the medical device industry as a machinist number three in a prototyping industry. Huh. You know, I can do basically anything. So it's not that he's an engineer trying to be an artist and I'm an artist trying to be an engineer. We just kind of think the same. Yeah. When we design things. And he's better at the mechanical end of it and I'm better at the artistic end of it. So it just kind of works. We, we, we work well together when designing and building a robot. Unfortunately, John's probably going to be leaving the team soon for personal reasons. Uh, and it's nothing anybody can do about it. It's just one of those things. Yeah. That's the only reason we had to turn down BattleBots is because I did not have enough team members to cover both events. Gotcha. So I am looking for new team members. Yeah, hopefully we can, hopefully we can must find be some. Insane, must be willing to wear a pirate costume or a baby shark outfit. <laughs> you you, you got to come back to wear a baby shark outfit. Then I got no use for you. Well, Sorry. Just, if you come back to Florida, all those teams seem to be bringing it with the uniforms. I don't think you'd have any trouble. I mean, you look at all the yeah. teams here; they all dress crazy. So, you know, it's fun. It's for television. You know, how often do you get the cosplay? We all like the cosplay. Come on. Oh yeah, I mean, I used football fans wear football jerseys. They love to cosplay. They just don't want to admit it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I used to kind of look at that like, what the heck are these people doing? Then I see these guys out there doing like a uh, lightsaber battle playing Star Wars, and I'm like, who the hell wouldn't want to pretend to be Luke Skywalker? It's freaking it's fun. Not, who doesn't want to pretend to be a pirate and walk around? Yar, matey, give me all your booty. <laughs> It's fun. Yeah. Be an idiot. Now I I kept saying that you were the guy I most wanted to have a beer with on BattleBots, but uh, out of the teams last year, who did you most want to have a beer with, or who did you enjoy having a beer with them? Or I I can say an alcoholic beverage. You know. Um, I, I'm good. I'm friends with a lot of the robot builders, and Ray Billings won a few of the Las Vegas events. Hmm. So you know the trophy when he shows you a picture of his trophy shelf, you'll see my trophies on his shelf that I made. 
and that makes me very proud. I'd love to hang out with him. He's Ray. He's who he is. Yeah, he's a fun but guy. We... Hang out, but you want to go hang out and have fun. You pick the guys from uh, Dutch. I mean, I mean, those guys with Petunia were just fucking hilarious. Really? You get those guys and Tim Rackers in the same room, and then throw Will Bales in on top of it. You, you, you got a party. That's <laughs> yeah. all there is to it. And now, um. What was one of the bots that impressed you the most? Not necessarily, you know, like their one loss record, but where you just looked at this bot and you were like, this is an amazing piece of machinery. Was there like one or two in particular? I, um, I, I mean, I, I know they're it, all amazing, but, you know, if there was there one that kind of stood out where you just had to go over and like, I got to take a look at this thing. This is really cool. You know, me, I, lo- I love Warhead, but that's, I, I've always loved Warhead. I love, I love the guys, I love the ethos of the team. I love the look of it. I love the engineering. I love the fact that it's a 20-year-old robot that's still kicking ass. Yeah. Brian here is physically attracted yeah. to Warhead, according to one of our podcasts. I, I love that. Did I, I say that? Yeah. Warhead. Yeah, yeah. I am, <laughs> if, if I could sleep with Warhead, if I could marry Warhead, I would find a way. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love Warhead. I admit it. Well, let's, let's be clear, though. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's got to be the dinosaur head, though, not the little spinny disc head. That one's kind of boring. We were talking about sexiest. Uh, when, we had, um, when we had Ravi and Earl on, I did sexiest bot as a category. And uh, I think Brian here picked Warhead, so that's no, what no, I'm that's giving him. That's a whole him. different story. Then you got to go with Mechadon. Where was that one from? Was that from uh? Mark Tracking, the big six-legged spider. Oh, I remember that thing. No, no spiders. I'm out. Sexiest fucking robot ever made. Yeah, it was. I sex on six legs, man. The mobility on that thing wasn't great, but God, if it wasn't beautiful, yeah, it was sinuous. It it moved. It was just sinuous. Was the way it wasn't a battle bot. It was art. I can see that. So. Yeah, and I know, obviously you appreciate that too, so I I can see that. So I, um, love, we, art, I love the art bots. Yeah, Planet yeah. X, Lisa Winters bot. I love that thing. That was so cool. Oh yeah, and I I was a big fan of uh, Megatento too. I loved that mm-hmm. bot. Yeah, that was one of the ones. If we would have started this podcast a season sooner, I would have had to have her on to talk about Megatento. And I still. I- yeah the other day i was watching i I went through the i go through these like youtube channels and just go down the line like i said watching all your fights and i watched all the megatento fights and i was like yeah i missed this bot they could bring this back and so um yeah i guess i won't keep you um yeah good luck in china we're gonna have to have you back on afterwards just to see you know like how you did maybe um when the season's going on, do you watch on television too? Like after the season was over, I watch. I watch all these, you know, because hey, it's me and I'm an entertainer, and you damn right I want to see my face on TV. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, come on, that's why I, I am who I am. That's what I am. Well, yeah, maybe um, when you get back from China, we'll have to, you know, have you on. Well, I, I don't know what the NDAs are like in China or whether they're going to be able to enforce them when you get back and here. it's not a television show. It's an internet show. Yeah, so I didn't know if there was any, like, tape delay or if they just broadcast it live. Yeah, I'll have to talk to John and some of the other guys that did it last year and see what they say. I'm sure we can't, you know, divulge the fight that hasn't been aired yet. Yeah, right. We'll just have to well, get once your. Once it all hit, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get your take, and then maybe when the season comes on, I think I'd love to have you in here and get your opinion, even if you're not participating in some of these matches, to hear what you have to say about them. Because that'd be fun. Well, I can make every builder in BattleBots hate me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're surprised that they don't hate us. As, well, I tell you, what, I I gave I gave Bale Spear a ton of shit 
And, and Captain Shredderator. And Shredderator. And, you know, they've both come on the show. I've owned it. Uh, you know, I'm like, hey, look, I'm just some guy talking out of my ass. What the hell do I know? But you know, they're, they're they're good guys. They were good sports about it. They both come on, but uh, yeah, it was nothing but complimentary of Sharko. So I had to track you down. But yeah, well, we're gonna. Most have... people, when you go in the public eye, you have to understand not everyone's gonna love you. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't gonna like you at all. Some people are gonna think you're the biggest asshole in the world. Yeah, that's just the way life is when you're an entertainer. So when you get people that say, "Man, they got a bunch of sucky ass teams going to King of Bots." You look at it and go, well, dude, you've never built a robot in your life, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I can yeah, watch. You know. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I've so I've told teams before. I can watch an NFL game and a guy drops a pass, and I go, "Oh, that guy sucks." Am I as good as that guy? Hell no. But you know, no, but you're welcome to your opinion because <laughs> hey, he dropped the ball. The fucker sucks. Yeah. Exactly. The guy comes on the combat robot for him. He goes, "Oh, I've watched ten episodes of BattleBots, and I have a design for the world's most amazing bot ever." But I don't feel like building it, and I don't have any money, so I'm just going to let you guys do it. Here's the idea. <laughs> now you get you participate on Reddit a lot. I mean, um, have, <laughs> have you heard or I mean, have you read any ideas and thought that actually might make sense? Even though these are just kind of armchair quarterbacks like me. Just... I don't know if what I do on Reddit would be considered participation. <laughs> okay. I would consider it more experimentation. Okay. Well, you did. You answered my question once about whether, um, you know, what what bot you were uh, or what Excelsior was for, because I thought that was for season four battle bots, and you said no, this is for King of Bots. I answer straight up questions all the time, but that place is full of a bunch of fucking knuckleballs, man. (laughs) Oh yeah. I I mean, those people are fucking insane. They don't know what they want from one day to the other. One day they got their finger up their butt. The next day they got it in their throat. The next day they're rotating. Oh yeah. I don't know. And I, I mean, yeah, and I've seen him do a 180 on some bots too, like Chomp. I mean, the hate for that bot in the second, you know, this last season. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it sometimes. <laughs> you can get too much of a good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's too much when it takes you, you know, ten minutes to get your robot ready to fight in the arena. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. No, we we That's saw. Yeah, we saw um, a bot blue that was like a hammer bot at the Maker Fair, and I thought hammer bots sucked. And that thing was—I mean, that thing hit like a goddamn ton of bricks. I mean, it was ridiculously good. And I'm like, this is what one of these bots should be. You so, remember the judge? Did you ever see any of its fights? Who was that? Judge. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a super heavyweight, big black Kevlar box. Every bit of its weight was into the weapon. That oh, yeah. thing could put holes in the floor. God, I mean, that was, yeah, that was way back, like, what, seven, eight years ago, I think? But, yeah. yeah but people would scream at guilty and doing the hammer movements. And, <laughs> oh, that sounds I, fantastic. Oh, man, it's beautiful. It was amazing. It was so old school. It was like a big black fiberglass box made out of Kevlar. Good Lord. All the weight was in the weapon. It was just a monstrous hammer, and if that hammer hits you, you died. Uh, I can't. That, that was, <laughs> you were dead. I was just waiting for it. Now again, I will now connect. The telemetry isn't there; it doesn't connect. Oh, okay, gotcha. I mean, if you can't hit the other robot with your primary weapon, you suck. Yeah, I mean that's that is what it is. That's exactly (laughs) true. If hit the other robot with your weapon, that's the whole game. Yeah, you can't do that. You're not going to win for sure. Exactly. If there was another bot from BattleBots that you could captain for a fight, what would it be? Like, what do you think would be the most fun to operate out of all those bots that you saw? 
Old school or new school? Let's just go last season that you were participating. That's a good question. Good question. That's actually a really, really good question. It makes me think. I like people <laughs> to make me think. <laughs> yeah, I had this one written down. I was just curious, like what I'm like, what bot would Edward like to drive other than his own? And I, I yeah. imagine I I think Ravi would have killed to have drove Sharkorpian. So but yeah. I let Edward drive Shark. That's fun. I, I I don't think I want I wouldn't want to drive warhead just because I don't want to see it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ray Billings made a bot called Swamp Thing. I remember Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is a cool little bot, and I would love to drive one of the bots he made because, you know, a man knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I imagine that robot would be very responsive and very easy to drive. I look at a robot, and if you can't control it, like we're saying, if you can't take your weapon to the other robot, you're not going to win. And Ray builds robots that are controllable. He can take that weapon and put it where he wants it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I asked him about Swamp Thing. We inter- I'm not sure if I asked him when we were in Orlando or if I did it when we were on Skype, but uh, yeah, he, he kind of got a snicker like he was kind of surprised that somebody remembered Swamp Thing, but yeah, I thought it's, it was a fun bot. Tail. It's a robot with a tail. Come on, I know every robot with a tail. I love tails. Damn right. <laughs> so, okay, I got one last question for you and I'll let you go. You've just been so fun. It's like I don't want to give up on the conversation, but uh, what's the craziest bot you've either like thought of designing or have actually you know started putting a you know like the hammer to before just said ah this is not gonna work i was doing the robo joust events in las vegas i made a ref bot a ref bot yeah i made a ref bot there's pictures of him up somewhere i got i'm sure that on one of my pages you can see pictures of him he had a co2 fire extinguisher he had a red light and green light had a little timer just like ref bot and he had a flame thrower, and he was made out of an old slot machine. <laughs> oh my lord! It was the coolest robot. It was it was really neat. His arm moved up and down. He could put out fires. He he was a service droid made for robotic combat. That is awesome. That's fantastic. And yeah, that's what I always thought too. He was the coolest, craziest robot ever built because he was so purpose built, just fun to drive. So now with your social media, I had found you on um, your Sharkorpian Facebook page. Uh, where are we going to find information on like your uh, adventures in China and like what you've got coming up? Are you going to still? So we got to go to the Excelsior Facebook page and find you. Uh, you know, through Sharko, you should be able to find my name, Edward Robinson. Okay. All right. You know, go to Excelsior, join up to that page. He's got his own page. Uh, I say my YouTube channel, Monkey Boy M N K E E B O Y, is my username there. Uh, I keep videos going. I've been producing videos all along during the build. Yes, I did see there was, what uh, I think it's a series of 12 videos on the build. Yeah, I put up quite a lot of videos when I was doing all the welding and the shaping and the original fabrication of Excelsior. I made videos damn near every day and put them up on YouTube. Awesome. Yeah, we already we already put it as one of our favorites here, so uh, I'm going to have to do it on my hey. phone too. So, yeah, I'll just, I'm going to follow you on all these things on Facebook because I, I, I want to know what you're up to now. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll get you on again. Well, right get back now, from China. I'm building an electric three-wheel trike that looks like a T-bucket, a classic Model T T-bucket, with a teardrop trailer behind it. Huh. <laughs> nice. Have you? Uh, <laughs> I, I keep going here. Have you seen the? Have you seen the power racing series that some of these guys do, where they take the? Uh... I love the power racing. I was, I almost bought a little car the other day to do it, and I went, no, I just don't have the money. Oh. Yeah, because it's something I'm kind of starting to dip my toe into, but I'm I'm quickly realizing that while the uh, 
you know, there's a five hundred dollar limit. That's not a five hundred dollar sport because there's a lot of yeah, different stuff you I need. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. When we were at um, when we were at the Maker Fair here. Jen, that was on Battle Royale with Cheese, and I guess she's going to be on Scorpios next year. She showed us yeah. her bot, the little pink Corvette, and um, I mean that was pretty amazing. So we were, you know, we were blown away by that. So yeah, Brian here's been uh, tinkering with it, see what he can figure out. But yeah, I've got a cop car that I'm uh, that I'm, I'm building. Yeah, <laughs> he decided to uh, to show up for us. I love black kitties. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big boy too. His name is Jack. Hi, Jack. <laughs> I bet you don't like any very many planes, huh? Yeah. He bites me during the podcast sometimes. I don't know what his problem is with me, but <laughs> well, we, we'll let you get back to work. But hey, Edward, thanks a lot. You've been amazing, yes, and like thank I said, you very much. We'll we'll hopefully have you on again because we want to hear what's going on with you. So, thanks a lot. Uh, sweet, sweet, uh, <laughs> take care. All right. How was that? That was impressive. I told you that guy oh, was going to be a fun interview. Man. Like it was, it was kind of cool. Like we were just playing random videos that he was mentioning uh, while he was, re, you know, while we were recording, and just watching him ride around on uh, Excelsior. Yeah, it that, seems like a little kid. That guy has a lot of fun with this, yes. obviously, and incredibly interesting guy. And thanks again to Edward for coming on. And I wish the guy good luck in China. I hope he, I hope he kicks ass because I want to see more of this guy's creations, and I want to see him back in. I definitely want to see him back in season five because I think BattleBots is a better place with guys like that out there, and or at I mean, least for uh, you know us Americans to see this. Hell yeah! I mean, I, I'm going to watch the feed of the China one if I can, but I mean, it's it it's not as easy as flipping on the television set and just putting it on Discovery or Science right, or Channel or setting your DVR. Yeah, but um, you know, I mean, I'm definitely just with him and Ravi going, and I'm sure a lot of other teams that are going to be there. I'm going to watch this thing for sure. We might have to like uh, have a marathon over here. We just hook up. Well, you got your PC hooked up anyway. Yeah, and it, well, and it definitely helps now too. That, uh, like you mentioned, that they they moved the King of Bots dates back. So, I mean, maybe they did it just so that it didn't coincide with BattleBots. Yeah, and I'm hoping that uh, obviously with him it didn't work, and he even said that it could have worked if he would have just given it enough time. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, we don't see. Like we did last year with, um, you know, with Shredderator, how he was over in China for most of the season, and exactly. we didn't really get to see, you know, and um, you know, Nava Junior there had to run the team, and yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a difficult bot to work. So yeah, but anyway, um, good luck to Edward over in China. Hope he kicks ass with Excelsior, and like I said, we need him back in season five. Yeah, and he's got need... some cool ideas for some other stuff too. Yeah, cool ideas for just. I don't know all sorts of stuff. I yeah, mean, it was it was a very large mishmash of opportunity. Yeah, if you can get into this guy's brain and do some of the uh, like robot, not even necessarily combat, but just uh, sports that this guy's talking about, a lot of these would be very watchable. I'd say. Yeah, uh, but you know, it was fun to have him on. Um, we talk actually talked to him for another thirty minutes after we stopped recording, so. 
just no shortage of delightful information. So yeah, we're gonna have to have him back on here to uh, you know, tell us what he thinks about season four, though, even though he's not participating. Absolutely. So uh, thanks again, and Alex. Um, look for us maybe in the next uh, couple of weeks. To, yeah, next uh, couple of weeks or so. Yeah, we're going to find someone else to talk to here and uh, see if anybody can ever tell us uh, when the hell this event's happening. <laughs> well, we know when it's happening. We, it's okay. just not officially called Season okay, 4 we'll yet. See if there's gonna, ever Are we going to have this of, debate again? Yeah, okay. Well, see if there's ever any sort of uh, confirmation that they are going, what have you. There, it's just not called season four. That's it. Well, there's no confirmation though of these teams yet. Nobody's like Tombstone's not like going that's to season true. four. So that's, that's what I'm saying. We gotta wait for that and then uh, then hear what these teams are up to as far as uh, getting ready. All right, folks. Well, that'll do it for the the second installment of Breaking Bots, and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks again to Edward. Yes. Thank you. Good night. Later.